Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Good Saturday morning to you, 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 and everybody that looks like you. This is Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny. As uh, we get together every Saturday morning at 8 o'clock here on 1150 KKNW and talk about cars and what's going on in the world of automotive, the automotive culture, the automotive lifestyle, and everything automotive that we can uh, come up with and think of from the the important, like which cars are burning up lately, to the um, bizarre, like which cars are burning up lately. Uh, but we, uh, you know, we try to have fun and try to educate you and try to get you in a good mood about your car. Also give you some useful tips and information so that you can uh, know more about your car, drive your car better, uh, understand your car and the world it exists in better, and have a little fun while you're doing it. Because really, from my point of view, um, having a car... And driving a car is supposed to, certainly it is transportation. Certainly it is an appliance. We won't take anything away from that. But when's the last time you saw somebody pinstriping their refrigerator? Okay. I mean, it's uh, it, it brings out something in all of us, whether it be creative or whether it be just a, a need to express ourselves or just uh, to be individualistic. We all seem to be able to express that, or most of us seem to be able to express that in the vehicles that we drive. Some take it to extremes. Some take it just a little bit over the line. Some don't do anything at all. But uh, if you look at somebody's car, you know, I I, I long ago was uh, subscribed to the theory and still do that when you meet somebody, and this is especially true um, if you're dating somebody, First time you go over their house, you look at the books that they have lying around, the magazines that they have lying around, the books they have in their library, uh, or you know, in their bookshelf if they're they're not librarying up, and and you um, you get a sense of who people are most of the time. And you know, listen, nothing's fail safe, but you get a sense of who people are by what they're reading, by uh, what they're. Uh, what their uh, uh, interests are, you know, book-wise. And now maybe it's a little harder today because of the internet. You, you know, you don't go in and search somebody's uh, browser history or something like that. But it gives you a little bit of an insight into uh, into the person that you are that, that you're talking to, you're dealing with, and you're learning about. And uh, I think with cars, uh, that's especially true. Uh, when you, uh, you you get an idea of what they're driving and so on and so forth, you get at least a little insight into uh, personalities. Today, we will give you our top five cars I did not want to give back. And this is a totally, it's an annual thing we do. It's totally subjective. It totally, you, you know, there's no like point system or no grading. I know we do the uh, drive time events each year uh the mud fest and the run to the sun we get these scorecards out we give them two for this and one for that and three for this and four for that it's not that's not what the top five cars uh of 2023 are at all it is it really boils down to 
the top five cars that when uh, they came, it'd be different companies to come and pick up the cars. When they came to take those cars back, I was sad. I held, you know, maybe drove it around the block a couple of more times or maybe took it to the car wash another time because I like to wash the cars and clean them before I give them back to the, uh, to the different PR companies. Uh, you know, it was just a car that you found more of an excuse to be around when you had it because it was such a, a fun to drive. It did its job exceptionally well. It uh, performed above and beyond other cars in its class. Or maybe in, in the case of one car, it was just a message on the dashboard. Now, I didn't include this car this year in the top uh, five, so we'll know one car that's not in there. But it does get an honorable mention, and that is the Mercedes-Benz EQE. Because the Mercedes-Benz EQE gives you a message on the dashboard before you get out of the car that says check for animals in the car. How could you not love that? Right? I mean, they're virtually telling you, make sure that you're not leaving your dog or your cat or your iguana or whatever animal that you have that you, that you prefer to travel with. Make sure you're not leaving them in the car in the hot weather. Make sure that uh, you're, you know, that you're, taking care of them. In essence, Mercedes-Benz is speaking for those who can't speak for themselves. And I just found it uh, personally touching. I mean, I find it sad that we would have to have a reminder that you have a dog in the car or a cat in the car or, or your iguana or whatever you have in the car, or that you would have, have to have a reminder that you have your kids in the car. That's uh, that, that alone to me is a, is a sign of the collapse of our society. But, you know, it, it, it's reality. And reality these days is that people forget that they have kids in the backseat. They have the dog in the backseat. They have packages in the backseat. They forget they're so absorbed in, in, I don't even know what it is they're absorbed in, to be honest with you. But it's not driving. It's not paying attention to what they're doing on the road. And it um, it shows. It shows. If you can't take care of your own piece of real estate there on the road, then what can you take care of in life? And truly. So anyway, uh, so Mercedes-Benz does get the EQE electric SUV, besides being a very fine car and a car that I really enjoy driving, uh, gets a special honorable mention just for their consideration of those that cannot speak for themselves, your pets. So if you're an animal lover, uh, chances are that's a car that you might migrate toward if you're thinking about uh, buying a car or recommending a car to somebody, because as far as I have seen, now it may, I, you know, I haven't driven every car out there this year, but as far as I have seen, it's um, the only car that has that feature. So congratulations to Mercedes-Benz for making pets' lives. That, that, that 
lovely young doggy that you put in the car with you and take here and there and everywhere for making sure that we are reminded that that doggy needs water and needs air and needs the wind is cracked and needs your attention as well as, you know, where you're parking or, or, or the kids in the car or this or that or the other thing. It just, uh, it touched my heart. So uh, again, Mercedes, nice move. Well played. Thank you uh, very much. Let's talk to our producer who uh, I really have to say that this show would not run um, as good as it does. And that is questionable sometimes, but uh, as good as it does without him. Nathan is with us this morning, our producer. Good morning, Nathan. How are you? Good morning, Vinny. Happy almost New Year to you. Just counting down these last days, 2023. Yes, it is is barreling like a train, uh, a runaway train headed toward uh, 2024. How was your um, Christmas? It was excellent. Celebrated it a little bit early. Got to be with my brother and his wife in Kentucky and, of course, their daughter. And just spent a few days out there and nice, good old quality family time before coming back. And down here, it was pretty low-key. Just celebrated Christmas with some friends and uh, didn't bring too much people, so we didn't get all the drama. And very nice this year. See, that's the thing, man. If you can get through it without the drama... You're in a you're in a great place. You're you're in a in a wonderful spot. All right, we got uh, business to do this morning, and since I'm driving the same thing this week uh, as I was last week, you're still uh, in Santa's sleigh. Uh, yes, the uh, uh, the well, uh, no, I'm driving the Hyundai uh, Tucson, which I drove down here. And by the way, can I tell you? I know that sometimes people like to knock Hyundai this Tucson is an excellent road car. Uh, I've driven it now up to Sacramento and back, uh, obviously down from Seattle. I'll be driving it back up to Seattle today. And it's uh, it's just one of those cars that you're comfortable uh, driving on, uh, on the road that you feel good about. So uh, uh, kudos to them at Hyundai. And thank you for uh, letting me have, you know, usually we get these cars for a week. Hyundai has been nice enough. Uh, uh, to uh, put it out there for a couple of weeks. And I'm glad uh, that they did because this, as I said, is a really comfortable and solid car to drive. And especially for me, you know, I'm a big guy and you spend a lot of time in a in a smaller vehicle and it can uh, cramp you up. It can cramp your style and your back. And uh, Hyundai does a nice job with the, uh, with the Tucson of while they build a small vehicle, uh, it gives you a lot of space in the interior and all the safety features and everything like that that you expect uh, these days out of a car and still slides in at, uh, you know, an under $40,000 price. Matter of fact, I think you can get some of these models for under thirty, if I'm not mistaken. But a good, solid car, and we'll have a full review of that in an upcoming edition of Drive Time. Now, Nathan, I wanted to ask you before you go away: Is there a one car? And I know I'm asking you this cold, and I'm sorry for doing that, but I thought I wanted to include you. Is there one car that that I drove this year uh, that you got a chance to look at, or whether it's up, up close or on video? Uh, that you thought was uh, was one of the top cars 
that uh, I've driven all year or that we featured here on Drive Time Radio? Was there anything that caught your eye this year? Because you're a car guy. I mean, yeah, yeah you're, a, you're, you're a very astute observer of the automobile. So uh, was there anything offhand that you could think of that you thought was uh, was a good vehicle? Well, I had a feeling you were going to be asking me this question, and I narrowed it down all through uh, whatever 50 cars you drove this year. And you want me to give it now or wait until at the end for the special mention? No, I think I think my we should, absolute think, top. OK, I think we should get your top five and, we'll, and, and, and let me write them down as you tell. Oh, it's just the top one. Oh, okay. That's how I prepared. All right. So the Nathan's pick. You ready for it? I'm ready for it. Drum roll, please. The Toyota Crown. The Toyota came up on top. How interesting! Why did you pick? Why is the producer's choice for uh, 2023 the Toyota Crown? Oh, here we go. This is what I got. It has a good balance of various qualities across the board. You look at that car and you can think, oh, it's a luxury car or, oh, that thing's got some sportiness. Hey, I could use that for my family. All packed into one sedan. Has a good balance of power and economy, you know, getting mid 40 miles per gallon. Uh, Of course, that is if you're doing with the hybrid ones. And then uh, about mid 200s horsepower. Definitely decent enough for getting around town. And the coloring... I was going through the coloring options, and the bronze black toned one can almost make it look a little bit like you're driving a piece of royalty. And I think it's a very affordably priced car for what it brings. You know, you get into that luxury market of sedans without, you know, getting above $50,000 like most of them tend to do. And uh, I think it gives you a really good executive feeling. I have not driven it personally, but looking at it, I can definitely see myself feeling like an executive driving that. And if, uh, being Toyota, you know, they're always really known for good reliability. So even though it's a first time them bringing the Toyota crown to the market, you can count on Toyota to bring you something really reliable and be a really good choice for getting like a high-end vehicle, what seems like without breaking the bank. It's a, it's a Lexus without being a Lexus. Yes. And uh, now it's not the first time they brought the crown. They had the crown in the, in this market in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but this edition of the Toyota Crown, yes, um, I, I agree with you. Uh, while I don't have it in my top five, I mean, I'll 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 cop to that, or even my top ten. Yeah, take my review or pick with the note that I have not driven that vehicle yet. So right, right. well, but to see, that's the great thing about this. There's no right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, it's 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 a matter of personal preference of people who spend some time around cars. I mean, we, uh, you know, are on the show and are always asked. I mean, I know I am. I'm sure you are too. Always asked about cars and what do you think about this? What do you think about that? So we wind up recommending cars to people, and and you always ask them, well, what are you using the car for? And what the the crown does, I thought, exceptionally well, is it gives you a good cross between a car, a hatchback, a sedan, a little bit of SUV clearance, you know, because it sits up high. So they have that kind of baked into it. You have the all-wheel drive. You have the hybrid. 
So I think it was one of those cars that I looked at and said, wow, you know, for a, a decent price, uh, this car can be a lot of things to a lot of people. Uh, we're in an age of specialization in cars, and now you have one that comes out, and it's like the kind of like the old uh, Chevy Impala, a Ford uh, Fairlane, you know, that was uh, it was mom's car, it was pop's car, it was the kid's car when they needed it. It, it served everybody in a family uh, with a lot of different aspects of car ownership uh, put into it. And I thought the Crown did that as well as uh, as anything out there. And it was comfortable and even had a little bit of fun to drive in it. So, uh, you know, in, in driving, I know you didn't get a chance to drive, but it really did bring that aspect of it uh, to the car as well. So I, I think an excellent choice, Nate, and I would uh, – uh, you, you know, not that you need me to judge your choices because it, it is what it is. But uh, hey, you seemed a little bit shocked when I revealed my decision. Well, I, I, I to be honest with you, I thought that you would probably go for something a bit more um, sporty, like the you know, GR Corolla, sporty, perhaps. You know, that that you know that GR man. I mean, I had Nathan written all over it. <laughs> if only I could drive a manual. You know, me being a millennial, just. Yeah. No, <laughs> not get, much in our repertoire. I, I promised you that in 2024, I will take you out and and give you the um, give you the lowdown on how to drive a manual. Okay, so you'll be well equipped to go to truck driver school. Yes, <laughs> get my CDL. Exactly. All right, Nathan. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back. We'll break them down for you. The uh, the top five cars I did not want to give back from the year 2023. This is Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny. Thank you so much for listening to our show right here on 1150 KKNW. Well, 56 is almost gone. Only three more days. We made a lot of friends, sold a lot of Chevrolet. But let's not wait till New Year's Eve at some time past 11. Let's go explore what lies in store for 1957. May 57 bring you all that's best along the way. Good health, good friends, good times galore in your new Chevrolet. The big buy in the low price field will win in any test, all point by point comparison show Chevy leads the rest. May you enjoy the special air of springtime, clean and new. Enjoy it every bit as much inside your Chevy too. The outside air can breeze right through this brand new intake vent, improving air supply as much as 22%. friends add to your happiness, and may days be filled with fun, and may you often have a chance to choose your favorite one. In Chevrolet you have a choice no other car can touch, five engines, five transmissions, only Chevy has so much. And may you reap the harvest of the highways across the land. 
And when again the end of one more year is close at hand, and you count all the good things that you've gained along the way, perhaps the best of all the rest will be your Chevrolet. And although our show is far from being over, on behalf of your authorized Chevrolet dealer, let me wish you a very happy New Year. Alternative Talk 1150, online at 1150kknw.com. Well, they sure don't make call commercials like that anymore, do they? I kind of like that hominess and frankness of that commercial and the kind of rhyming. It was That was rapping before rapping was popular, man. That was back in 1957, wishing you a happy new year. From your friends at Chevrolet, we also wish you a happy new year, uh, too, here at Drive Time. We wish you all uh, the health and all the uh, happiness and all the love and kindness uh, that you can muster up for your family and your neighbors and your friends. We, we definitely need a little more kindness in this world right now, uh, starting with driving and starting with uh, our, our rules and manners on the road. So uh, may, we, may we find that in each other uh, early on in this new year and make it a very uh, safe and very happy new year for everybody. All right, it is time now to uh, get into the nitty-gritty of the show. Let's start out. We'll, we'll work our way backwards, and we'll give you the honorable mentions first. It, it's so hard. I mean, I drove over, let's see, uh, you know, I drove a hundred and... Boy, you know, you know, probably in, in the area of 125, 130 cars this year uh, between cars that I had for a week, cars that I drove for uh, a minute, you know, the, uh, you know, just at an event, uh, cars that I got to take out on a track once or twice and uh, all different uh, scenarios and situations, but uh, I think we came up at about 120. I should probably keep a log of everything I drive. Unfortunately, I don't because I'm scattered. But uh, I will tell you that that, that the um, one car I put into its own category. I got a chance for the second year in a row down at our annual Mudfest to drive uh, once again the uh, 2024 Rolls-Royce Covenant SUV, $450,000 worth of SUV, and I got to drive it through mud and get it dirty and uh, track some mud on the carpets and really, uh, you know, and really put it through its off-road chops, not just, uh, you know, what it's like driving out uh, up to the country club, but get a chance to uh, drive it uh, up and down some hills, through some mud, through some deep water, and it performs. It, uh, it you know, I mean, you listen, you got to have a ton of money that you don't know what to do with to buy one of these cars. But as far as a car that you expect, you'll go out in the garage and it'll turn it, you'll hit the button and it'll start right away and go. Uh, and take you through just about anything that you'll be able to escape from anything. And that's something that has to be considered these days when you drive a car. How 
easy will it be to escape, to get away, should you find yourself in a precarious situation? Should you find yourself in a situation where somebody's trying to take your car from you? And uh, while we don't like to think about that, because as Oprah says, you should never put that stuff out in the universe. But I disagree, Oprah. You got to be prepared. I was a Boy Scout. And that's one thing that they taught you in the Boy Scout. It's the darn motto of the organization. Be prepared. And so the Cullinan, the Rolls Royce, the $450,000 white car that they decided to bring to Mudfest did the folks at... uh, Jerry Spawn and everybody at Rolls-Royce who uh, are the nicest people in the world and brought this car out to uh, Mudfest and let us play with it uh, for a day. What, what an incredible car. And when you drive something like this, you really get a, um, you just get a feeling of superiority on the road. You get a feeling of I'm driving uh, one of the coolest things out here. And while it, you know, does it drive better? Uh, does it, you know, go faster? Does it, I, I'll tell you what, it will handle just about anything you throw at it off-road. It's a finely built machine. It is uh, a comfortable, about as comfortable as you can get in a car. It certainly has... Um, you know, components to it uh, that the, the quality of the build of the car is fantastic. Just the way this thing is put together. Uh, you can see the craftsmanship. You know, uh, we live in a world now where everything's put together, boom, 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 boom. And you get in a Rolls Royce, you immediately see craftsmanship. You see when you are in this car, the, the the edict that is at the factory of we build these cars with uh, with love, with class, with flair, with perfection. It's there. It's what you're paying for. So um, we had to give that one a mention. I don't think it would be fair to uh, you know to put it group it in with the rest. But good lord, man, if somebody gives you a four hundred and fifty thousand dollar car, you don't want to give it back, do you? I mean, you'd have to be stupid. Uh, but I guess, you know, if you don't want to pay for the repairs, but I think everything's covered for the first. I don't even know what the warranty, I think 100,000 miles on that thing easily. All right, the honorable mentions. And these are cars that really probably should have been in the top 10 because of either, and I'll give you a little rundown, each of a quality or B, uh, uniqueness or see they did the job that they were supposed to do and that really is the bottom line for me for all of the different cars uh you know does this car do what the manufacturer designed it to do does it fulfill the mission of the car if it's a a, a compact suv compact luxury suv does it give you smallness and luxury in a great package. If it is a convertible, does it does the top go down with ease? Is it uh, you know uh, shake proof, noise proof? What does it uh, you know when you when you're driving along? Does it feel shaky? Does it feel uh, like the body is twisting, or does it feel like it's solidly put together? 
like there's no body roll in it. Like when you're driving up the highway and you hit a bump, it doesn't feel like something's going to fall off the car. That it feels like it's going to stay together, hold together, as if it were a hard top. So those cars, the honorable mention cars, in no particular order, uh, the Subaru Crosstrek Wilderness. Um, the Subaru Crosstrek may be the best vehicle of its type out there, including Jeep. It really is a, a phenomenal car that Subaru has put together. They don't need to make any changes to it. Anybody I've ever recommended to buy one of these cars has been happy with it. And no complaints. Nobody has ever called me up and said, man, you, you told me to buy a lemon here. Um, and with the hybrid editions and with all of the different, uh, you know, different iterations of the Crosstrek, it truly is uh, a great car, maybe the best car for going out on the, on the, uh, off the road, for driving it out to a place and then taking it off into the woods, taking it up into the, into the country, uh, getting off the beaten path. It, you can sleep in it. You can uh, go through mud with it. You can forge streams with it. It has great clearance. It has all of this stuff all booked into it. It's ready to roll right out of the showroom. It's an attractive car. Uh, they came out with a, a, a newer version of it, a new style and everything a couple of years ago. And to be honest with you, except for a, a light here and a light there and this here and this there, how do you tell the difference? The, that boxer engine runs great. The wilderness gives you some more horsepower. Um, it, it really is a, is a special car and a car that is, uh, you know, it makes everybody happy that drives it or drives in it. And they do nice things with dogs. You know, they always have a Subaru always has the dogs at the uh, uh, Seattle Auto Show. And you can't walk by their booth because if you do, you'll wind up going home with a dog. It's that simple. Like they, they and they really do Subaru. I love their social, um, you know, just their edict that they help organizations out, local organizations out. They contribute. They really try to be Subaru. Does really try to be part of the community. So kudos, kudos to them. Uh, the BMW iX M60 electric SUV was a blast to drive. It was fast. It was roomy. It handled well. It had good range. It was um, easily one of the best cars I'd driven this year. It was really hard for me not to put this car in the top 10 or the top five. But BMW gets electric. They get it. They know what they're doing when it comes to putting these cars together. They've done extensive work on what people want in these cars, what they don't want. I hear a lot of people complain about the grill. It's too big or they don't like the shape or they don't like this. They don't like that. Forget about that. Uh, the car is a luxurious car. It encapsulates you in, in great materials that are soft to the touch. It's intuitive to use. You feel special driving this car down the street. And it is electric. So you also have that added feeling of that you're doing something for the environment. 
And I don't know, it's easy to say, well, you're not really this yet. Uh, but 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 there is a certain feeling you get when driving the BMW iX M60 uh, that you don't get in every car. Now, whether that's because it's a BMW, because it's an electric, because it's uh, an iX, because it is an M series, uh, I, I don't know exactly what it is. But it it the transition in a BMW from gasoline to electric is seamless. You uh, you they have kept the feeling of driving a BMW in this car. They've kept it in all of their electrics. And that's why BMW is on its way to being uh, one of the top, if not the top electric manufacturer. They really do a phenomenal job with their vehicles. And it really, um, it really shows. It's an expensive car. It's a, you know, it's, it's going to run you over a hundred thousand dollars for this car. But if you are in that neighborhood and looking for that car, that type of car, and you don't drive the BMW, you're shortchanging yourself. Next up on the honorable mention list is the Honda Accord Hybrid. Um, manufacturers are shying away from making cars these days. They'll sell you an SUV. They got this and that and the other thing and uh, a, a car that looks like a car, but it's really an SUV, a car that's an SUV, but it really looks like a car. They come up with a million different excuses to sell you a, a truck and add more money onto it. But the Honda Accord makes no apologies for what it is. It is a passenger car. And it is truly a passenger car. It's not a hatchback in car clothing. It's not a, a pickup truck in, in hatchback clothing. It is a true vehicle that is an automobile. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it may not be the prettiest car out there, although I think it's quite attractive. Uh, the colors on the car that Honda comes up with are phenomenal. The paint jobs on Hondas are, are gorgeous. And if you are looking for a car, if you're one of those people who say, I got to have a car, I don't want an SUV, I don't want a roof rack, I don't want all of this stuff, I want a two-door car, I want a four-door car, well, you know what, Honda fits the bill for you. They do it. If you, if you don't want to be like everybody else, you don't want an SUV, go down to your Honda deal. They have an Accord sitting there waiting for you to jump in and uh, check out. Next up on the list, the Buick Invista. Yes, I said it, Buick. If you're not looking at General Motors cars, I think you're missing something. Uh, the Invista is a small car that is worth every dime. It's a small SUV that... Is it a it isn't listed as a luxury SUV, but it is. It isn't listed as a, a you know as um, a, a great performance car, but it is. It does everything you want it to do. It has an interior that feels like it's worth much more than the uh, under thirty thousand dollars that you'll pay for this car. It has a get up and go has great stopping characteristics, it handles well, and it um, it's one of those unsung cars. 
a car that you probably won't see out in the street all that much, a car that you won't see off of a dealer's lot all that much. But again, I'll stack it up against the Lexuses out there. I'll stack it up against any uh, any SUV, small SUV that you want to put out there. Uh, General Motors has really done uh, a great job at, uh, at, at revitalizing and, and positioning the Buick brand uh, to go up against the Lexuses and the Acuras and so on and so forth. And they do an excellent job of that. Uh, we got two convertibles on the list. It's getting harder to find a convertible these days than just about anything. But I have to tell you something. For pure driving enjoyment, for absolute driving enjoyment, it is hard to beat the Audi RS5 convertible. That was an experience to drive. I drove it with the top down in the middle of winter. I drove it when it was snowing out. I drove it in a little bit of rain. And I drove it because it felt solid. It felt that the heater in this car, which they've definitely designed with heater ports that come to the back of your neck, that it made you feel warm. It made you feel like you wanted to be outdoors. If you were somebody who's not afraid of a little bit of rain, a little bit of snow, and you're okay putting a jacket on or wearing a hat, this is a great car. Not to mention the fact that it is uh, quick off the line, that it's quick in merging traffic, that it is an uh, Audi, which even though many people are afraid of Audi because of the repair bills that they fear, I'm still a big fan of Audi. I think that the car uh, really, really does a solid job at giving you um, a, a well-engineered, well-manufactured, well-put-together vehicle. Now, yeah, it's going to cost you more when you take it back for repairs. German vehicles do that. Not just Audis, Volkswagens do it. Uh, Mercedes do it. BMWs do it. They cost more to fix. The fact of life that you should know going in. But Land of Goshen, it is a wonderful car. Uh, I, I don't think I had much more of a pleasurable, pleasurable afternoon uh, this year than putting the top down on that Audi uh, SR5 and driving it up Route 9 up there by Van Zant, and, uh, you know, north of Big Lake, up on the outskirts of Bellingham, and then driving it up to, uh, to Mount Baker and just enjoying uh, the warmth of the inside of the car on a, on a cool day and enjoying... Uh, the ability to let the wind blow through what's left of my hair. Uh, the other convertible on the list is the Ford Mustang GT. What a car. I mean, it's a Mustang. It's the last surviving muscle car. It's there when all the others have gone. It makes a noise that makes you feel so good. You don't need a radio in this car. You crank it up, you listen to the engine, you take it out on the Palouse, 
and you go for a nice long ride up Route 2 out to Spokane or coming back the other way. And you get into it on a few spots and you realize what American automobiles are all about. They're not built for the skinny little European streets. They're built to get out there, open up the, uh, the throttle, and go. Not on city streets, but out in the country, out through rolling hills, out through starlit nights. These are the cars that you want. You don't want a sunroof. You want a top that goes down. You want Tom Petty or Bruce Springsteen or uh, John Cougar Mellencamp blasting on, or Hart blasting on the radio. You, you, don't, you don't want to be environmentally unconscious, but every once in a while you want to let go. You want to have your, uh, you, want, you want to get into it a little bit. And the Ford Mustang does that as good, if not better, with its six-speed manual transmission than most other cars. It's not a road machine. It's not, not going to, you know, handle better than an Audi or a Ferrari or, or whatever. But at, you know, under $60,000, it's a heck of a car. And again, don't buy one if you have kids because you, you're not going to be able to take them in the car. It's a two-seater. They may tell you two plus two, but don't believe them. It's a two-seater. And it's a great car. It really is. It just reminds you when you were a kid. And if you're a kid, it'll give you a little feeling of what it's going to be like to be an adult. <laughs> great car. Uh, good job, Ford. And finally on the list, um, I'm a fan of electric cars. I think Jeep gets the um, 4XE just right. It gives you the ability to have gasoline in there for when you go off the road and may not be able to find a charging station, but it also has a, a uh, you know, um, it's a hybrid so that it runs on electric for a large number of miles. And it really, um, I think, is the future of this type of vehicle. Comfortable to drive, environmentally conscious. It allows you to be quiet in the woods and not have the that we have to hear out of the diesel trucks and everything like that. It, uh, it It's a good effort by Stellantis to um, to make peace for everybody, to compromise and make the environmentalist, the bird watcher, enjoy their spot and the four-wheel driver enjoy their spot as well. Everybody's happy, right? Right. All right, so those are your honorable mentions. Let's do a really quick break here. We will get to the top five, the final top five in our final segment. The top five cars I did not want to give back in 2023. This is Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny, as we are having fun on a Saturday morning on 1150 KKNW. Ever look inside a drop of gasoline? We do at Tidewater again and again, splitting the tiniest of drops even smaller and smaller 
and smaller. Then we check the balance of molecules to learn all that science can learn. All to make Flying A the most advanced gasoline of today and for tomorrow. From other Tidewater research programs come new ways to bring your car a longer engine life with lubricants designed to protect under all conditions in any climate. That's why Vidal motor oils are so widely used in 82 countries around the world. And Tidewater research also brings you greater safety with the remarkable new Flying A safety ride tire. First with the revolutionary Dynapol tread. New safety ride tires take extreme punishment with an extra margin of safety. Watch. At 50 miles per hour, these Flying A tires on the left stop 39 feet safer than other premium tires. New gasolines developed in Tidewater laboratories have to prove themselves under the widest range of driving conditions. They're tested for winter driving high in the mountains, tested for summer heat out on the desert, tested for start and stop driving too, tested and tested to make sure Flying A gasoline puts more action in your car wherever you drive. This research is just part of Tidewater's one and a quarter billion dollar investment for your car. And here's where it all pays off for you. In finer products and better service at your Flying A dealer. Drive in at Tidewater's sign of quality, Flying A. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com. And back with you here on Drive Time Radio, our, our final segment before we uh, close it out for 2023. Uh, stick around. We'll have an announcement at the end of the show of importance that we'd like you to hear. All right. Time now for the top five vehicles I did not want to give back in 2023. So out of the 120, 130, however many it was vehicles I drove, in 2023, these are the four that they had to pry out of my hands. And um, again, no common denominator in these vehicles, except that they were exceptional vehicles. And I would go out and buy any one of these vehicles and stick it in my garage uh, in a heartbeat. Not even think about it. All right. Number five. Number five. There we go. Thank you, Nathan. We go for uh, a, we go electric uh, in this uh, particular spot. Not a Tesla, not a Toyota, not a Genesis, but the most surprising vehicle. And many people I talk to about electric vehicles think that this is the one uh, that's really going to take off. But the Lucid Air, uh, Lucid Air. Um, electric sedan that I drove at our Run to the Sun this year, the Northwest Automotive Press Association Run to the Sun that was put together expertly by Nick Miles and uh, company, uh, the president of our organization, uh, was one of the best electric vehicles I've driven ever. And certainly I thought better than a Tesla. Uh, and better than uh, just about everything out there. Uh, the Genesis uh, family of vehicles comes a very close second, but there was something about the Lucid, the screen size, the range, um, the whole package 
that just felt good. It had a great road feel to it. It felt like an internal combustion engine car on the road. It had it, it had great adjustments to it. You could configure the car to do many things that you wanted it to do, uh, that you expect to do out of a car of that uh, you know uh, of that standing. And again, you had good range. I think there's over 400 miles range in the Lucid. And uh, it was just everything you wanted an electric car to be. I know the styling of it is a bit controversial, uh, but I like it. I thought it was uh, good. So I didn't want to give that one back. That was number five. Number four. Number four. There you go. Number four, baby. The Corolla GR4 hatchback from Toyota. Oh. What a, oh man, was this a great car. This is their little uh, Gazoo Racing Corolla hatchback, and they packed everything into this car. Three cylinders that give you 100 horsepower per cylinder. So three cylinders, turbo, 300 horsepower, 325 horsepower, I believe, uh, in a six-speed stick. Uh, this car was just an absolute pleasure to drive. It was a car that showed you what could be, what the future holds, and also touched what was, what these great little sports cars used to be in the past. And what these great little sports cars, when you would buy a car and you could take it right off the dealer's showroom and take it out and enjoy it and have fun. I'm talking about the MGs, the Austin Healy's, uh, the Datsun 1600s, uh, these cars that when you got into them, the sound, the feeling, uh, the response from the vehicle, you become one with the car. And you drive that car up and down the highway, and it, it delivers what you expect it to deliver. And usually then some. It is a driver's car. It handled, it gripped the ground, it did everything that you asked it to do and did it with the letters F-U-N written right in there. Fun. It was, without a doubt, I thought the most fun vehicle I had driven all year. And uh, a, a great job by uh, Toyota to put this little car together, man. A GR4 hatchback. Uh, you can't get one. I mean, they only uh, uh, made, I think, 1500 for this market, for the American market. Uh, if you see one, salute it. You're looking at a piece of greatness. All right, let's go with number three. Number three. Uh, let's go with the pickup trucks because that's what we are going to uh, see here for the next couple. Um, I was just so enamored with the GMC Canyon AT4. I mean, it was quick. It wasn't a big Jagunda pickup truck. It was the perfect size off-road vehicle. It wasn't so pickup-y. Uh, it wasn't huge. It didn't take up four parking spaces. It was the right truck to take off-road at the right time. Uh, GMC scored big time with uh, this uh, uh, GMC Canyon AT4. It was plenty powerful. Uh, but it didn't overwhelm you like power, like uh, the Raptor or the uh, Dodge Ram did, or the uh, you know the big uh, Silverado. Uh, it, it didn't do that. 
It gave you power where you needed when you wanted it, enough power to keep you happy and enough solid handling and off-road manners to keep you moving in just about anything you were going to go. And if you're out there looking for a pickup truck, um, you can you can start and probably finish at your GMC dealer. The Canyon AT4 in any of its configurations was a great pickup truck, uh, a solid value, has nice ratings from all the consumer reports and all of that stuff. Uh, just, uh, again, a fun, smaller truck to drive, something that you could drive off-road on the weekends, drive through the streets uh, in a weekday, and have a lot of fun. Number two. Number two. Oh, man, you know, there ain't nothing like horsepower, man. There ain't nothing like a, like a, a truck that just pins your butt into the seat. And that's exactly what the Ford F-150 uh, Raptor R did. Whoa. <laughs> what a car, man. I mean, what a truck, I should say. Quick, fast, handles well, gets attention. I mean, people stop and look at this car. You put, you know, I always take Subarus and I park them in front of Trader Joe's and I watch people look at them, look at the latest Subaru. Well, I do the same with the, um, with, you know, like a Ford Raptor or a Chevy, something like that. Only I take it to Dick's and I put it in the parking lot or I take it to the Shoreline Cars and Coffee and I park it in the parking lot and I just watch people uh, heading over to it and looking at it and just enjoying it. It's a car that you enjoy looking at as much as you do driving it. It is raw testosterone at its finest, the Ford F-150 Raptor R. And finally, the number one. Number one. I know I'm going to take a lot of crap for this, but I'm going to tell you, my number one car I did not want to give back this year, please don't all laugh at once, the Toyota Prius. Yes, the Toyota Prius. I thought that Toyota had done such an incredible job in taking this car and making it agile, making it quick, making it a... a, a um, a vehicle that responds to modern day needs to make it good looking so that it's not a joke anymore to make it handle well everything about the prius in all of its models serve somebody this is a beautiful looking car with plenty of power plenty environmental conscious and it really um it, it really makes the grade it makes you happy to drive this car uh if you can get away from the jokes. All right, that is going to wrap it up. So the top five, again, are the number one, the Toyota Prius, number two, the F-150 Raptor, number three, the Canyon AT4, number four, the Corolla, GR4 Hatchback, and number five, the Lucid Air. That's our top five cars I did not want to give back. We are going to put drive time on a hiatus for a couple of weeks maybe a little longer than that, maybe a month or two, uh, to reset some things and to put some new features together. So we will join you not next week. We will still be on the Internet at uh, you know YouTube and all of our other outlets on the Internet. We just won't be on KKNW for a, a little while. 
Uh, we hope to rectify that situation and get it straightened out. Folks, Happy New Year. Thank you so much for listening. Nathan, thank you so much. And we will catch up with you uh, next week on the Internet, if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise. Have a good week.